Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. You know, today I'm going to believe with all of us that God is going to move, God is going to speak. This is a start of a really important week in the Christian calendar. And uh, if you're new to church, you may not know what Palm Sunday is. It's not just a Sunday where we put palms on the stage or palms on the screen, but actually we're going to discover the importance of this moment some 2,000 years ago where Jesus triumphantly returned to Jerusalem and This kicks off what is a very important week in the Christian calendar, and we've got a whole lot of great things as a church planned. I'm pretty sure that there is a devotional online for every single day to map out the journey from Palm Sunday to the cross and then Resurrection Sunday. We've got a whole lot of great things planned for Easter, but I'm praying today that as we uh, gain a little bit more understanding of the significance of this, that God would speak to you and that we would encounter his presence because he is a faithful God. But if you've got your Bible, I want you to turn to the book of John. John chapter 12, verses 12 to 19, and I'm gonna put it on the screen so you can read along with me, but it says this. The next day, this is speaking of Jesus coming back to Jerusalem, a great multitude had come to the feast, the Passover feast. They were back for a moment when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees. This is where we get Palm Sunday from. They took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him and they cried out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Verse 14 says, then Jesus found a young donkey. He sat on it. Because as it was written, verse 15 says, Fear not, daughter of Zion, people of Jerusalem, translated. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Now, this was a prophecy in the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9, where Jesus now was fulfilling the word of the Lord. There's another version in one of the other gospels where Jesus said to one of his disciples, to his disciples, go into the town and you will find a young donkey tied up, go and grab it, because this was what was meant and predestined for long ago. And I love verse 16, it says, his disciples did not understand things at first. (laughs) They must have been distracted, texting on their phone or something like that, but when Jesus was eventually glorified, they remembered the things that were written about him and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people, I love this, who were with him when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him because they had heard he had done this sign. Verse 19, the Pharisees therefore said amongst themselves, you see that you accomplish you, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Father, I pray that as we unpack the importance of this day, Lord God, I pray that it would speak to us. We would gain not just understanding, but revelation. Lord God, not just revelation, but we would be moved to follow you with all of our hearts and our lives. We thank you for what this day represents, where you chose to make the decision to come 
and to save your people, and we're so grateful for it, but we ask that you'd have your way and you'd speak to us in and through your word today in Jesus' wonderful, powerful, and mighty name. And everyone said, amen. amen. I don't know if you're online today in one of our campuses here in the auditorium, maybe you're in the chapel right now listening, but have you ever had that moment where you found yourself in a crowd of people where it seems like there's too many people for the room available? It's like maybe a concert you remember, you found yourself somehow in your late 40s in the mosh pit, and you're thinking, what am I doing here, and there's way too many people. <laughs> maybe it was at a sports game, maybe you decided that in the holidays you would go to Pawanui, only to find out that half of Auckland go to Pawanui at the holidays, and a town of 3,000 becomes a town of 300,000. There is a swarm going on, and it's like, get me out of here because I can't breathe. Here we find that a little over 2,000 years ago, the same reality was taking place in Jerusalem. It was Passover. Passover happened, in fact, started happening over 3,500 years ago, and we'll understand that in a moment, but people were coming back for Passover. Passover was important because it was the moment as we understand it and we'll read about where God created a way where there was no way for the people of God and got them out of Egypt. Yeah. It was a remembrance moment. And so for generation after generation, Passover held great significance. But we see here there is a multitude, the Bible says, as we read, gathered in Jerusalem because A, it's Passover, but B, Jesus was coming. And you see, Jesus to them was their glimmer of hope because at the time they were under the oppression of the Roman government. Society was not happy with the believer, much not too dissimilar to this day and age that we face. Yet the oppression that was upon them was so great that they were excited because not only was it a remembrance day, but Jesus, their king, their Messiah, was coming, and maybe, just maybe, their hope was that he would right the wrongs and he would overturn the oppression so they could live in freedom. It's interesting to me because as we read, the crowds pushing, prodding all around were declaring this word, Hosanna. Now, typically, people would answer the question, what does Hosanna mean with praise, but we discover that the word they were declaring on this day, Hosanna, in the Hebrew meant, save me. They were declaring not only in excitement and celebration, Jesus was here for Passover, but save us from the oppression. Save us from what we're in. Save us now. They were saying this, as we read, because just a few days earlier, the same Jesus that was now riding on a baby donkey was the guy who raised Lazarus from the dead. The same Jesus who had been walking and roaming the earth, doing crazy things like putting mud and spit together and rubbing it in a blind-eyed man, and he was able to see. This Jesus was evidently their answer. He was their king. He was their Messiah. And so they were so ecstatic at the opportunity that Jesus himself would be in the midst of what would be Passover. See, the question you and I need to ask ourselves today is what is it we need saving from? 
down south, up north, out west, down in Tauranga, online, here in central. What is it in your life, what is it in my life that we're yet to see the salvation of Jesus in, so to speak? The people thought what they needed was Jesus and in his power to overturn the Romans. They needed certain things. They wanted certain things. They wanted the power of raising Lazarus. They wanted the healing of the blind eyes. They wanted Jesus to do what he could do, but Jesus didn't just park at what they wanted. We discover through this holy week that Jesus, in his last days, makes every effort to right every wrong and, in fact, doesn't just give the people what they want. He gives them what they need. See, Passover was a meal that everyone was in town for. At this particular point on Palm Sunday, it would happen in four days' time. It was significant because the generations, as I said, had practiced this year after year, decade after decade, generation after generation, but this time it was different because it wasn't just remembrance of what God did for the people of Israel and the exile of Egypt, but actually Jesus, God himself, in human form was now here and he was the game changer. It's important to note, as I said, the Passover had been going for some three and a half thousand years and it was when God spoke to Moses while they were still captive in Egypt that they began to realize God was worthy to be praised because God was making a way. Right. Passover was a festival that celebrated God for saving God's people and delivering them out of Egypt, and in fact, we understand it wasn't just a remembrance day, it became a law. That in Jewish culture, Jewish people would actually, by law, practice this festival. You see, we are in a 21st century Christianity, whether you're here and you don't know God or you do like myself, and we get the benefit of hindsight, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're living in the victory days. But just for a moment, park your mindset back to what it was like before the cross, where there was oppression, where Jesus was only one man doing incredible things, but only one man, yeah. and the people of God were being despised, pressured, and all the rest of it for their faith. So when Jesus turned up, it was like, man, this is it. You beauty, <laughs> you ripper, we have an answer, and he is here. Now, Little did they know that it would be a tough Friday and a probably even tougher Saturday until the reality and the revelation of what we get to live in where Easter Sunday came about. And so this is why Sunday, Palm Sunday, is important that we recognize what took place. Because it started at a time when Pharaoh and Egypt was not a great place to live under if you were God's people. And Moses kept going to Pharaoh, asking to let the people go. And when Pharaoh continued to say no, God rained down punishment on them. It says this in the book of Exodus 12, verse 12 to 14. On, the, on that night, speaking of the moment Passover really became a reality, God was saying, I will pass through the land of Egypt and I'll strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all gods of Egypt, for I 
and the Lord. This is at a time where the people of God could not see a way through because everything that they had tried had failed. But the blood of the doorstep will serve as a sign making the houses where you are staying, marking the houses where you are staying. God speaking, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. This is where Passover comes from. The word Passover means to pass over, just in case you're wondering. (laughs) This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This is a day to remember. Each year from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the Lord. This is a law for all time. Again, we don't have time to go into the reality of this, but we discover that God made a way for his people and continues to make a way for his people, but he did it in ways that probably didn't seem too natural at the time and possibly made the people of God at the time look a little bit crazy. Think about it, sacrificing an unblemished animal and painting your doorstep with its blood. Little did they know that fast forward to the moment we get to sing about and celebrate The symmetry is uncanny, could I suggest, was predestined by God to remind us here, 2023, no matter what campus, no matter what story, no matter what experience to date, God, the true lamb, was going on a journey for the next few days to create a way where there seemingly was no way. So fast forward to what we call Palm Sunday. It's fair to say that this moment meant something to God's people. That they had for thousands of years practiced a law and Jesus was about to come to fulfill the law. It was the game changer moment. Passover shows you and I that we can be delivered from death by means of sacrifice. I want you to stay with me on this because we see here in Exodus that as I said, the blood of an unblemished sacrificial lamb was used to allow what? Death to pass over the house. And so it is with Jesus at our Easter in this moment that he fulfills the prophecy of generations before that he himself would be the unblemished, all perfect, all sacrificial lamb for you and for me and that his blood that was shed would allow death you and I deserved to pass over our door, so to speak. However, it's not just enough that we recognize today salvation took place and takes place just because of what Jesus did, but Jesus goes on to make the point, it's not just his surrender, although that is first, it's now our surrender to Jesus in speech, in an action, and in a life devoted to him and his way where salvation is our reality. See, it'd be easy to look at the Old Testament, be easy to look at this day and age where Jesus is here in this Palm Sunday and say, you know, the people of God, the Israelites' main enemy was the Romans or it was Egypt's bondage. But the truth is it was the bondage to death that we all face. And the reality for all of us is that the true wages of our sin, the Bible says, is death. And this is why it's such a significant moment to recognize today how important this day is and the start of what would be an incredibly important eight days. 
In fact, there wouldn't be a greater eight days when it comes to the reality of what we're all here for. His name is Jesus. And so that is why we've got devotionals. That is why we're going to have great dinner parties in our groups. That is why we gather on special days like today, Easter Friday, with a great creative presentation, and Easter Sunday, a celebration of his victory. We've got a whole lot of great stuff planned, but I don't want you in the greatness of what we're doing to just do Christianity, but discover the wonder of what Jesus did so now we don't have to do, we can just be. Palm Sunday is significant because it was actually the moment Jesus chose to return to Jerusalem and in doing so said, I'm choosing that my time is now to die. We're reading out of John 12, if you go back, sacred time, we won't look at it. You will have, if you've been in church, know the story of the loaves and the fish. Incredible miracle. God's been doing some pretty cool things. Jesus is there by God's grace and God's power. Amazing miracles. And the crowd says to him, we make you king now. And this weird passage in John 10 says, and Jesus withdrew because his time was not yet. He had every reason to be king in that moment because people were like, you're obviously the Messiah, but he knew it wasn't his time, and this is how humble he is, that even though he deserves it all, he makes a decision just to say, hey, if you're gonna think that way and try and get in the way of God's plan, I'm out of here. And he does the disappearing act, the Bible says, until his time was ready, but now was his time. He comes back into Jerusalem on a, not on a horse, not even on a donkey, but a, donkey's colt, to signify and declare and remind us that he's not a king like any other. He's not looking to be paraded upon, although our responsibility is to lift him and give him praise. He's not looking for that. He is a humble king, sacrificing his life so that you and I, in his death, would have life. And as the people declared, as we read, Hosanna, I want you to capture that they're actually quoting Psalm 118, verse 25, where it says, please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Again, they thought that they wanted to be free of oppression. They knew Jesus had power, and so they thought they wanted his saving of the oppression and in doing so, their economy would get sorted and they would be okay. Jesus does all of that, but again, Jesus goes, I'm not here just to give you on Palm Sunday 2023 what you want. I'm also here to give you what you need. The truth is every single person at that Passover needed salvation and Jesus was there as their salvation. I believe today, Every single one of us at every single campus has a chance to be reminded that this day, Palm Sunday, is the day where we get to declare victory over sin because Jesus, our very Savior, is with us. I want to keep stressing the point this was a pivotal moment in the history of humanity because the long-awaited covenant the people of God were waiting for that was promised from generation to generation and it was promised to produce salvation and produce new things, is significant because although this was the start or the beginning of the end, so to speak, of Jesus' life, it actually 
signifies through this Holy Week and understanding that Jesus in his infiniteness chose to be finite to remind you and I that I will take on your sin and I will take on your death so you can have life and life to the fullest. Palm Sunday was obviously possession of another kind of king, not the king's In the Roman Empire, this king clearly was different. He was humble. He chose to die to save his people, and not only his people, but we see the sins of the world. In fact, he looks so different that we read in verse 19, I love this, that the Pharisees say, not only like, ah, mate, you've lost the plot, but look, all these people have too. The whole world, (laughs) the whole world, has gone after him. I love that even though Jesus didn't look like the everyday king, he had the ability to even get the skeptics to declare Jesus was king of all. (laughs) It's important to note because in the declaration of John 12, in the declaration of the people, rejoicing and celebrating and declaring save us, we are reminded of, as I said, the fulfillment in Zechariah. That God is always in control. God is always on time, every time. And in him, you and me can have life and life in abundance. The team are gonna come and join me right across life and I don't want you to be distracted because we're gonna take some time to not just remember our salvation moment, but consider what it is we need saving from and consider the power of what this Sunday and this week represents for us as believers. See, we sit here on Palm Sunday preparing for what we know is the most significant week in the calendar ahead for us, that some 2,000 years ago, Jesus knew, now is my time. Jesus knew this was it. Jesus knew it was time to not only fulfill the law of the prophets, not only fulfill the declarations of the prophets, not only fulfill and restore the people of God, but this was a time that wouldn't just do it for the people that have gone before and the people that lived in that day, but this was the time that would change humanity forever. That for you and for me on Palm Sunday, we can reflect and realize that we may not have it all together, And you may not be where you want to be, but thank God you're certainly not where you once were. And in the power of the cross, yeah, we discover, (laughs) we discover that because of him, we're good enough. We can look back and remember the reality of what happened at Easter 2,000 or so years ago, and I'm thankful for that. But I believe today, God actually wants to make a moment not just to look back, but to consider now and what is to come. This is a time for us in 2023 as Christians to rise. It's crucial and it's important that we understand the significance and the incredible victory we now have in King Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You see, his sacrifice his surrender, his succumbing to the empire was actually our saving. 
His pain, someone needs to hear, was what helped you gain the fuel for your purpose. You've got to understand, hear me, whoever this is for, that your pain is not too great that he can't heal. I love Easter for many different reasons, but I love it for the fact that it's a great reminder that even on our worst day, his was worse. That he felt, that he experienced, that he lived like you and like me, but he ultimately paid the ultimate cost of the cross and died a sinner's death so that sinners like you and me could live. That in his pain, you can discover your purpose. That's how good God is. He's not just our saving in his sacrifice. He's not just our purpose in his pain. But someone needs to hear it and be reminded as we enter this incredible week, his death was our life. So what do you need saving from? Right across life and all of the campuses, we've got these little cards I encourage you to grab. It's called the Master's Plan for You. Should be there in the seat pocket in front of you. Should be a pen close by as well. And I want you just to take this card for a moment because in a moment, all of our teams are gonna minister in song and then we're gonna take some time to reflect and worship. But Maybe for you, it's answering that question. Do you remember the moment you met Jesus? Maybe you've just been getting on with life and you've forgotten how significant it was of a conversion moment. Maybe it was a girlfriend that brought you to church. Maybe it was stumbling upon a friend at work who goes to a group and you decide you'd come along. Maybe it was walking along the street, realizing there's a church here and then turning up that next Sunday. Maybe someone said, hey, do you wanna go out for lunch? And they tricked you and brought you to church first and they didn't tell you. I don't know how you arrived and I don't know what your salvation story might be, but I do know that there is power and incredible significance in remembering just what he did for you. Not for me, for you. We've all got our own story and we all need to remember or maybe you're gonna take some time in this moment to remember and maybe record that story, remember and record a word that means something to you that on Palm Sunday 2023, it wouldn't just be a looking back to that Sunday that started the Holy Week that ended up in the death on the cross and then the resurrection and the tomb being empty. It's all important, but right now, what is it for you? There may be God saying, would you trust me again in this? What is it for you where you're needing to write down and remind yourself how good God is and what your story looks like? And then maybe you wanna keep it somewhere to remind yourself this week to thank God for his goodness and his grace by sending Jesus for you to create a way for you because the truth is he's not just a good idea and he's not just some dude that roamed the earth. He is King Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one who we're here for. He is not like any other king that has gone before, and there'll be no one like him, the Bible says. And in him is all life. In him is all power. In him is all victory, because he is not just Jesus, he is King Jesus. So I'm gonna ask right across life, every head to be bowed, every eye to be closed, just to remove distraction. And on a significant Sunday like Palm Sunday, on a significant week, like the Holy Week leading into 
Easter and all that that's about, just take a moment to pause. Because the team are going to minister through this song. I'm going to pray and then they're going to minister. And I want you to take a moment to reflect and write down. Maybe you want to do that later in the week. That's okay as well. But then let's just take a moment of recognition for the significance of Jesus entering back in to Jerusalem. Maybe you're in one of our campuses. Maybe you're online. And this is a moment to reconsider and allow Jesus to enter back into your heart, into your life, into your situation. And so, Father, right now we stand here on a significant day, the triumphant day where you returned. And well, God, we don't just praise you, we don't just lift you up, but we do, we say, Hosanna, would you please save us? Would you set us free in that? In these next few moments we have together as we worship, as the team minister, as we take a moment to reflect on your goodness and on your grace, Lord God, we ask that you would do what only you can do. You would empower our hearts and our lives. You would speak, you would move, you would cause us to discover the wonder of salvation that is found in you, freedom and grace readily available because of who you are and what you've done. Lord, we ask that you'd have your way right across life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray it. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.